Today on Locked on Predators, more on the big news from over the weekend. Philip Forsberg coming back to Nashville on an eight-year deal. Have more details on the contract, plus what the Preds might do next with free agency coming up. Plus, that wasn't the only big roster move over the weekend. Luke Cunning era over in Nashville. We'll break down that trade. And our final thoughts on the Predators NHL draft class. Uh, kind of a mixed bag, and we'll see them today at development camp. Kick things off today on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Predators your first listen of the day every single day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com. And I have a partner in crime who, like me, had a kind of an interesting Saturday after celebrating too hard during our breaking news Philip Forsberg podcast. Oh, it was a rough rough day my friends this is what we do for journalism i'm ann kimmel i'm a writer at on yeah we took i was gonna i think it started we were gonna take like one i was taking one celebratory shot you were taking like a nice little sip of wine yeah uh, and then for some reason we toasted like two more times and then once we recorded uh, i think that's when it hit me it's like it's 10 o'clock in the morning I haven't eaten breakfast yet, and I just took three shots of Fireball. Yeah, I definitely had that moment where about noon or so, my stomach was like, hey, you remember that wine you drank? You <laughs> drank it on an empty stomach. So like all day long, I was not in any sense inebriated, but my stomach was like, we're going to flashback to how that felt. We're just going to spend some time right there. And but all for Philip Forsberg and never a more worthy person for gastrointestinal fortitude was there. Yeah, if the Predators kind of make some wild move and wind up with like a star free agent or something like that, uh, let's make sure we have a celebratory charcuterie board to go along. Yes. That, that yes. at least help things a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so, yeah, uh, in case you missed it on Saturday, we did a full – uh, breaking news podcast about Philip Forsberg resigning. We encourage you to go back and listen to that for our initial thoughts. Uh, this morning, we know more about the contract and how things kind of fit uh, into the long term picture. Uh, as we mentioned, Forsberg's contract rubs out to about eight and a half million per year. Uh, very, very top heavy. Um, $10 million in salary for the first four years. Uh, starting year five, uh, smaller salary, but a decent signing bonus. Uh, it does include a full no-move clause uh, for the first six years, and then for the last two seasons becomes a modified no-trade clause. Sounds like that's probably going to give Forsberg and the Preds an out in case the Preds, for some reason, absolutely suck six years from now and Forsberg wants to go win a cup somewhere. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like, you know, this is a deal. And, and, you know, now that more details are coming about it, you know, it was a tough process to get there, but it does sound like all sides kind of get what they wanted all along. 
Yeah, I think it's a really well-structured deal. And, and I agree with what you're saying. When the details came out, you could see that there was a lot of work put in this to make sure that A, Philip Forsberg felt compensated, but also that the Predators weren't strapped with a contract that was very um, heavy in the back end of the contract financially. So I think this is a really great deal. Again, averages out to $8.5 million you know, roughly for Philip Forsberg. And you know what? I think that is 100% uh, what he deserves. Maybe he could have done a little better somewhere else, but he would not have gotten, you know, an eight-year contract. But I like the way this is structured. I think I think this is a, a good contract for Forsberg, and I think it really is a good contract for the Predators looking down the road. Yeah, it's the cap hit's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um you know, there, there's some other cap hits on the team that are probably going to be more of a uh, stickler for the Preds down the road in five, six years than Forsberg's uh, because he's still young and still in his prime. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, unless the injury situations cost out for him, he's probably going to be good or at least a very, very overly decent player for most of that contract. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a good deal, and it kind of gives the Preds a sense of what they need to do now. Uh, yes. Because it seems like every time we were talking about, okay, well, what's next for the Preds when we're doing, like, all these potential trade podcasts and we're talking about potential free agents, the big caveat we had with all of them is it's going to depend on what happens with Philip Forsberg. And now that he's locked in, there's your top of the lineup. You don't need to go out and hit a home run. Um, in free agency, you know, in terms of a top line guy, um, not that they have the money for it now anyway, between him and Ryan McDonough's new deal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you do have like some flexibility to go out there and kind of take a step back and look like, OK, what do we need? And they have about nine and a half million to go out and get that. Trenton's going to need some money, too. Right. It, it sounds like there's going to be an opportunity for the Preds to go out and get um, one, maybe even two decent middle six guys for that lineup. Yes. And I think the timing of this contract is so important. It would be great regardless to have Philip Forsberg back, but I think that it would have really been challenging for the Predators to let Forsberg test free agency, see what's out there, and then maybe circle back to this, you know, even if it was this exact same contract, because they're going to miss a window in free agency where they know exactly what they have to spend and they know exactly the pieces they need. If you still have the Philip Forsberg thing up in limbo, even if eventually he re-signed with the Predators, that's going to cost the Predators time as free agency starts. And I'm sure that there are some pieces that they may be looking at that could go quickly. So I think the timing, getting this done before it goes to free agency is huge. Uh, It's a huge benefit for the Predators as they're kind of looking ahead to next steps. And there are some next steps they have to take. And I agree. Sign, you know, yak off Trennan. Pay the bill. I mean, yeah. I would I would say maybe around two million for a Yakov mm-hmm. Trenton, maybe some sort of bridge deal. Um, so you know, if you pencil that in, the Preds are going to have about seven million dollars of cap space to go play with. Yeah, uh, they also may not be done making trades yet. I mean, we we've saw we've seen a couple. Uh, we know David Poyle has you know maybe pulled out a move from nowhere before. Yes. So 
it wouldn't surprise me if maybe there's another move out there to clear up some cap space. I'm not sure what it would be. Um, you Poil's know, gonna poil. Like anything, you never know. I would say anything other than this is probably going to, you know, any any move moving forward that's a cap move is probably going to grab some headlines here. Yeah. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see what they're going to do. Uh, but the, but I think, you know, as Poyle said at his end of the year press conference, he does have the ability to spend up to the cap. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he didn't want to do it before, but I would say after what you saw from the playoff performance compared to how the players seasons went, um, right. Like the, the, he's really got no choice, but to go up and spend pretty dang close to that cap line. Yes, I agree. If you want to be a team that gets out of this first round, spend the money. Uh, speaking of spending the money, uh, the San Jose Sharks spent some capital to get Luke Cunning. Uh, that was a certainly an interesting trade. We're going to chat about that in just a second, give you our thoughts. But first, want to give a shout out to Athletic Greens. They're our sponsor for today's show, and they are a product that I use every single day. Uh, they got a product called AG1. I started using it after they sent me a free sample. I've talked about this before. Very skeptical about it. I'm not big on like miracle powders or anything like that that you see like some other companies market. But I've been using it for well over a month now and I can feel the difference. Uh, It doesn't look like it tastes like appetizing at all. But trust me, put a scoop of it in water once a day, mix it up. It tastes delicious. It tastes a lot better than it looks. Trust me. And, you know, it's when you drink it, it's hard to believe that you're tasting something healthy. It's got this nice little tropical feel to it. Um, Yeah, so I would recommend giving it a try. You may be asking, what in the world is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day, right? Special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, Pretty much anything you need to be a living, breathing human thing. Uh, You know, a lot of people think powders like this cost a lot, but put it in perspective, it costs you less than $3 a day, which is cheaper than that uh, cold brew habit you have at Starbucks every morning. And you're investing in your health. You are investing in an all-in-one nutritional supplement. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews recommended by everybody from professional athletes trainers, everybody like that. Everything from Tim Ferriss, Michael Gervais, uh, lots of good people backing this product. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. All it is is one scoop of water, one scoop in a cup with water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements. Look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your help and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Uh, One more note on Philip Forsberg, and uh, we are aware that there's a press conference scheduled for today. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is coming up later this afternoon. We are going to listen in and we're going to talk about what is said on tomorrow's podcast. So uh, we'll yes. have a full breakdown of what David Poyle and Philip Forsberg had to say. Uh, we will ask whether or not David Poyle did jump out of a cake. Uh, no, he did not. Knock, or knock at the front door in a bachelor <laughs> party sexy cop. <laughs> he did not. Applause. He uh, did not. Well, well, we don't know yet because the press conference hasn't happened. But that's... I feel surely if Philip Forsberg is coming back, that did not happen. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's the first thing that's mentioned. Oh, maybe gosh. that's maybe that was the that was the caveat that brought him <laughs> to Nashville. Um, hey, you know who's not coming back to Nashville, Anne? Luke yeah. Flynn. That was something that kind of uh, went under the radar on draft day Friday uh, mm-hmm. after our show ended, but before Forsberg signed. Uh, yeah, the Predators ending the Luke Cunning era. They traded him to the San Jose Sharks uh, for John Leonard, who mm-hmm. appears to be probably an AHL guy, and uh, a third-round pick in next year's draft, which uh, if uh, talking to some of the draft experts around there, it's a pretty mm-hmm. not insignificant move. Because yes. the draft is supposed to be really, really deep. And getting yes. a what's probably going to be uh, a top of the third round pick, uh, probably equivalent of a second round pick this year. Yeah, that's not nothing. You know, and I think everybody in Nashville sort of saw the writing on the wall. But honestly, Luke Cunnan played with such a long leash this season. You know, he really struggled to generate offense. He had 13 goals, nine assists this season, played all 82 games. So he was healthy the whole season, but just could not produce on that second line, no matter what they did to kind of kickstart things. But again, he played with such a long leash for Nashville. You almost wondered, would the Predators kind of call it? Would they say maybe this isn't the right fit uh and they did you know and again traded him to san jose um and a great return all in all i think you know we we can feel really good about this deal getting that third round pick next season and also getting john leonard who has some um nhl experience you know i think probably we'll see him mostly in milwaukee like you said but he may be somebody that maybe sees a little ice time at Bridgestone Arena once in a while. So I think all in all, it's a great deal. It opens up um, a glaring space that the Predators need to address in hopefully in free agency. But yeah, there was a part of me that was honestly a little bit surprised. Like I feel like it needed to happen, but I also felt like, man, Luke Cunning had a long leash. So I wasn't sure. Yeah, we were talking about this before where we were like, they probably shouldn't qualify Luke Cunning, but it's also something I could totally see David Poyle doing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting if, if they didn't find a trade partner for him, uh, if they were going to let him walk or not. Um, very curious to see that. I mean, obviously, I guess not. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it feels like the Luke Cunning era uh, sounds like Poyle's just kind of taking the L on that yeah one, chalking up as a trade that didn't exactly work out the way they thought um and you know 
if if you wanted to move Cunning down as kind of a fourth line bottom guy role, uh, there's definitely people out there that you could get for much cheaper than right. two and a half million or whatever Luke Cunning's going to yeah. want. Yeah. Um, it was not an insignificant amount for sure. No, especially with the Forsberg deal now done. Right. Um, and you know, now the predators can go out there and get a pretty affordable, but decent upgrade there on your middle six wings. So yes. there's that. Um, I'm looking at this from the San Jose perspective and, and, uh, yeah, interesting trade for them considering kind of where they are as a franchise yeah. right now it's almost like the jeremy lazan trade for nashville where you know the the sharks you know it's not like this was a salary dump like they gave up you know a pretty decent bottom pair like bottom line ahl fringe guy mm-hmm. and more importantly a third round pick in next year's draft, which is pretty good capital for a team like the Sharks right. who are in a dire need of a rebuild right now. And it kind of like, you know, it make the way they went after and gave that up for Luke Cunning, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you look at, if you're a Sharks fan and be like, what am I missing here? Yes. Is there yes. something I'm not totally grasping right now? What do they see in him? How are they going to use him? Right. Well, we've kind of talked about something similar with the, uh, I think it was the Alex Debrinkit trade last weekend where we were like, you're getting a, you know, a pick in the 2023 draft in the third round and you're getting this John Leonard. And you know what I mean? Like it just, you were like, did, did you guys just stop asking for stuff? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It, <laughs> Like it, it really was kind of an interesting trade when you look at it from San Jose. You're like, okay, and and it's not that I don't think that Luke Cunning is a you know a, an NHL player, but I just don't know what they saw enough of in his time here in Nashville that made them feel like, oh yeah, that that guy right there, he's gonna help us out. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I mean, they, they may use him in a completely different way, though. Like maybe very true. Like, you know what? He was, you know, kind of stuck in a top six role in Nashville. We mm-hmm. don't really see him as being that guy. We like him as more of a bottom line guy. Maybe mm-hmm. somebody who can go out there and sort of be a veteran as we're rebuilding. Maybe somebody to play alongside one of their younger players. Who knows? Like they clearly, if they give up that much to get him, have a vision for him. Yes. Like they, they yeah, they clearly see something in them that's like, you know what, he's going to be part of our plan for the next couple of years. That's, you know, and if he wasn't, if it was just like, well, you know, we'll take a flyer on him. They could have just waited until unrestricted free agency hit. You probably could have gotten him for much cheaper. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, clearly the Sharks see something in him. I'm just, I yeah. don't know what. Well, he, I will say this in his defense, in so many ways, he played well to the Predators identity. And I think that that is what kind of gave him the longer leash with John Hines and David Poyle in the sense that he's a very physical player. He had, uh, he was one of the top players on the roster as far as hits. The problem is he was so busy hitting that he just didn't generate offense. And maybe there's, you know, maybe there's a way to sort of pair that back and and generate some more offense. I don't know. San Jose gave up a, a really decent chunk of asset, you know, yeah. 
to get him. So like you said, surely they have something in mind for him. And, you know, I don't think anybody in Nashville is going to bemoan this trade very much because, you know, try as he might, it just didn't work. And I think that that second line was such a struggle and such a challenge for the team all last season that it just absolutely had to be addressed. And so, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it now, but I feel like Cunning was definitely a piece that wasn't going to continue to try to make that happen. There just was not magic there. No. And now the Predators can go out and get somebody uh, who may be a better fit in what the Predators kind of want him to be. So, yeah, um, interesting. Speaking of good fits, uh, NHL draft. Yeah. By the way, that that whole thing happened. Uh, oh, yeah. Mix of all this news. Uh, we'll take a look at the Predators draft class, some of the reviews, and uh, look ahead to development camp here in just a second. But first, want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by our great friends at betonline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including all the information you need about this year's NHL draft and everything about Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores podcasts and news this season betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events including mma boxing and golf head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts well, the NHL draft uh, is now in the books. Of course, mm-hmm. Predators got Joaquin Kamel. Come uh, on! In the in the first round, we did a whole breakdown of that on uh, Friday. Uh, now they have uh, more more guys to talk about, and and uh, pretty decent reviews from around the league in terms of who the Predators brought in. Yeah, I feel like overall Nashville had a pretty darn good draft. Um, for you know, of course, the first pick with Kamel was like mana from heaven. This was a player who most places had ranked in the top ten. Our um, friend Eric Denay and on the forecheck who knows everything you could want to know about prospects had him ranked, I think, tenth. So for him to fall to 17 was an absolute gift. And I'm sure that um, after Thursday night, the Predators walked out of that room feeling pretty darn good. But they came back Friday and, you know, they picked up, you know, a pretty decent rest of the draft. I was kind of surprised at how many forwards they picked up. They really didn't do as much defensively as I kind of thought that they would do. I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. And I wonder how much of that was just, you know, the assets available when they drafted, if there were just some pieces, they were like, Hey, we just don't want to pass this over. But I was kind of surprised by that. They got one defenseman and everything out, you know, everybody else was a forward, which I thought was kind of interesting. They got, well, they got two, they got Casper oh, Umi and uh, Graham sword or. Sword, oh yeah. 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 However sword, you say that guy's sword. name, uh, the sword. pen would have been mightier, but Oh, well. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. It's but a- yeah, I, I think, um, Maybe the one thing that stands out is early in the third round, 
when they took Adam Ingram, who's, you know, kind of a fine mm-hmm. player, but it seemed like there was some defensemen there. Yes. Uh, you know, that maybe would have helped your draft needs at D a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kulanumi, obviously a very good pick. Um, but, you know, it seems like you could have doubled up on a couple of pretty good defensive yes. there. In yes. The round. Um, they did address it later on, uh, you know, after Kulanumi with uh, Ram Sword. Um, you know, Eric, our buddy Eric, likes that pick too. Uh, he thought that's pretty good value. Mm-hmm. Seems like a longer term project. But yeah, I mean, it's, I, I was a little bit surprised too. You know, obviously mm-hmm. there were some talent on the board, but it, it seems like you could have had a chance to, especially with guys like, Luke Evangelista having a good season last year uh, right? and uh, getting Kamel in the first round. It seems like you had, you know, a lot of pretty decent forwards in your system. Um, You just need, it seems like this would have been a chance to really kind of go all in on defense. Yes. See if maybe one, maybe even two of those guys can develop into somebody who's going to be a piece of that team moving forward. Well, and if you look at where the Nashville Predators are defensively right now, now they just went out and they picked up Ryan McDonough, which I think is actually a fantastic grab. Um, But you look at kind of long term where they're at and they're going to need some defensemen to sort of develop and step up in the next couple of seasons. So I was I was with you. I thought, gosh, okay, this is going to be a great opportunity to sort of refill that defenseman, you know, kind of pipeline and and they didn't do that as much as I expected them to do but again you know they got they got some interesting picks I thought it was interesting too just overall in the draft but even with the Nashville Predators how many of them are in the USHL like I thought that was kind of interesting a lot of homegrown guys so it'll be interesting and the Predators also picked up a lot of like on the older side which still means they're babies um, but they got, they got some guys who have been draft eligible for a little while. So I thought it was a really interesting draft. Yeah. It seems like, uh, almost, you know, some of those older guys too, when you draft them, uh, you're kind of looking at the plants of, okay, they can come in and help the AHL team right now. Correct. Um, you know, right. you're having to wait like for the 18 or 19 year olds to, you know, put on any sort of muscle whatsoever. Um, right. you know, those are more veteran guys that can come in and play AHL. Um, you know, maybe, you know, one of those guys go that route and they kind of become like an emergency call up that winds up sort of becoming an impact for the team. Uh, it seems like that's what you kind of go for. And some of these like longer term picks or, you know, the, the older picks, the 20 year olds, uh, the guys who had been skipped in like I need a minute. Older I mean, picks. I mean, in comparison, <laughs> Anne. In hockey years. In hockey years, in yeah. Hockey, hockey years. years are like dog years. Um, yes. But yeah, some of these like, you know, older prospects who, um, you know, maybe their ceiling's not as high as the younger guys, um, but that doesn't mean they don't have value. You know, they can right. kind of play sooner. Um, and it seems like maybe that's what the Preds kind of went for later in this draft. Yeah, I thought it was a really interesting draft. And and I think overall, I think the Predators did a pretty darn good job. I think Kamel was a hit it out of the park get. And so, you know, they would have had to really choke on their other picks for it not to come out looking really good for the Predators. So I think they did great. Uh, Nashville Predators have never choked on any sort Ever. of whatsoever. 
Yeah, I mean, everybody seems to to like it. Uh, the Athletic gave the Preds a B in terms mm-hmm. of draft. Uh, I know TSN called the Preds one of their winners in, in picking Kamel. So yeah, yeah, and development camp starts today. So there's going to be a lot to be excited about if you're a Preds fan. Yeah, development camp is my favorite hockey week of the entire year. I love development camp more than I love playoffs or anything else, just because it's so exciting to see these young guys come in. And, you know, we don't get to watch a lot of the prospects. We don't get to see as much of their game and be as familiar with their game as you do when they come to development camp. So, so excited to see all of, you know, of course the draftees coming in from this class, but like Yaroslav Askarov will be at development camp, which I think is great. You so Parsinen, who is a name that I may not be saying right, but if I did say it right, that's a name you would want to remember because this kid knocked my socks off last year at development camp. So just, there's some really interesting players coming in and, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be great. It's um, their ice time is open to the public too. So if you're listening and you want to, you know, check out some of the prospects, you can look at the schedule on the Predators website and show up at Centennial. There we go. Uh, and I know you will be there for a little bit too. So I'm sure we will yeah. get some uh, wonderful insight from you throughout the yes as well. So looking yes. forward to that. Um, until then though, Anne, where can the people find your work online? You can find my work at ontheforecheck.com and you can find me on Twitter at Anne K underscore mama on ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can find my work at ontheforecheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. And while you're there, be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Predators. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, leave a comment. Let us know what you think of Forsberg's deals, the cunning trade, draft class, pretty much anything we talked about today. And of course, tomorrow we will be back with uh, the highlights from David Poyle and Philip Forsberg's press conference. Uh, We will get some decisive action on whether or not there was stripper cake involved. That's going to do it for us today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We will be back tomorrow with an all new episode. See you then.